Good day, everybody. Happy Friday night. This is Rob Mazak. I am a psychic medium. However, just like the last couple of talks, I'm not really going to talk about psychic or metaphysical or spiritual things this evening. Just wanted to toss out a few thoughts about our healthcare system here in the United States and some things that center around that particular program and the reason that it really kind of spurred me on to talk about this was because I had uh, received a prescription for a medication for the asthma that I have I'm in a study and so they, they wanted to order me some Advair which is like a little inhaler around one with this a little bit different than the ones that you see people use a lot of times not so much a rescue inhaler but one that is more for long-term support during the day and I've been using it for a while but you know I normally get my medication through the military system so I never see any cost what it costs or does, and it doesn't cost me anything to pick it up. And uh, so anyway, I this particular study group sent me to a regular civilian-type pharmacy. We all leave the name out just uh, because I don't want to talk bad about an individual company because it's really not necessarily their fault. However, it's a pretty common chain drugstore kind of place and when I first went in there I wanted to find out how much it would cost me with my copay you know ten dollars great okay we'll do it and so they didn't have it and I was going to have to wait until the next day so they sent me an email the next day said my prescription is ready let me tell you guys when I saw the price, the cost, the actual cost for that, it almost, I don't know, threw me off the chair. This little disc, if you haven't seen it, it's maybe four inches around at best, maybe three inches. I don't know. And it has, I don't know, around, I think it's around 120 breaths or times you can use it and the cost was nine hundred and forty three dollars and some change and I'm like I was really flabbergasted I can't even say that word flabbergasted at the cost of prescription medication at least in this case this one but I would imagine that most of them have the same price tag, high price tag issue that this particular one had. Now, does the pharmacy actually pay that much money for it? Does it get a lower cost because they buy in bulk? I don't know. However, I had a few initial thoughts when I first saw that price. My first thought was, how come they can't hire more people in the pharmacy and they always seem short when you are charging just for one medication or let me rephrase that 
the price for that one medication is $943. Now, I don't know if the store gets that much of it or how much of it it gets, but it must get a decent amount. And, and the other thought was, how can anybody truly afford to purchase medication? Now, I, I, I get it. When you have health insurance, you can pay less. And in my case, it was a lot less, $10. Not a bad deal, right? You know, th thanks for the 20 years of serving in active duty military. This is why it's so, so much cheaper for me. But other insurance companies don't cover nearly that much. A lot of them do like 80-20, so you can do the math. I'm sure, you know, that my percentage was really, really low. So I'm sure somebody would have to pay... I don't know, $50, $60 for that one particular medication to copay. I'm just guessing, taking a wild guess based on what some people have told me. And I think, I think back to or think ahead to those seniors. You know, I'm getting there myself. I'm 63. You know, and someday I will have to retire, I guess. And and live off of Social Security, I suppose, and, you know, my investments, and, and, um, I had VA disability, but really, it won't be a lot of money, in it, you know, and imagine what would happen if somebody in that situation, simply living on Social Security, and, and maybe a little bit more, because they invested wisely, or whatever, and trying to pay for medications, even with Medicare, I'm sure that there's co-pays. My, you know, my uh, other family members have Medicare, and they still have to pay co-pays and things like that. And I, I, I can't speak expertly on Medicare, but I, I think you get the point. When we are getting to our golden years, as they say. It really seems to be harder and harder for or to imagine anybody actually being able to stay well. And so let's let's back off of the cost and the price for a moment. Now, Western medicine is a very interesting phenomenon, I would say. Now, I guarantee you that if I'm on my, you know, go out and ride my motorcycle and I get in a grinder and, and, you know, you know, my body's all tore up, broken bones and blah, 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 and different things, I would absolutely not want to be anywhere else in, in this United States because they have the greatest expertise in putting people back together, helping them survive. You know, back in, you know, earlier days, you just didn't make it. I worked at the burn center, the Army Burn Center, for a lot of years. And I watched people come in there that that just had the most miraculous outcomes. But based on, you know, good, solid uh, medical care, surgeries, and different things, you know. But when it comes to the medication dynamic in this country... Probably everywhere in the world, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm only used to the United States medical system. 
I, I tell you, it seems like when you go to the doctor now, which I don't go a lot, but I do have to go every year for the VA and and for uh, the other military side of the house, you know, to maintain my insurances and stay in the system. And what I find is every time I've gone for an appointment for that or for something else, most of the providers, the doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, whatever, it seems like they, they only have like a 15-minute window to talk to you, do their notes, and and provide something for you for whatever you came in for. And more and more and more, people are, these doctors, these providers are simply just throwing more and more medications at the symptoms. And therein kind of lies the problem, or part of the problem. Symptoms, treating only the symptoms is not curing anything. Now granted, there there is a time and place for all that. I'm not saying there's not. But I, I know many family members that have been on upwards of, you know, 30, 35, 40 medications by the time they've been to this doctor and that doctor and many visits and and it just becomes this huge cycle and this and this huge problem and your body's just going through these crazy times, if you will, trying to adjust. So if you get a medication, for example, sometimes this the side effects of that particular medication requires another medication. And then on and on and on and on. Next, next thing you know, you're you're taking just tons or handfuls of medication, and and most of the doctors don't have the time. It's, I'm not saying it's the doctor's fault. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that it it's something they're doing wrong. It it's the system. The system is not allowing them to take the time like they used to back in the old days, right? Well, old days because I'm an old guy, right? But, you know, when you went to the doctor long ago, I mean, they would take their time with you. They would spend time. They would actually talk to you and and spend time trying to figure out what the best options are instead of, you know, screening you, getting your vitals, talking to you about five minutes or so, maybe ten minutes, doing some notes, and in sending you to the pharmacy, I might, or you know, get an X-ray, whatever. But point being, the 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 system has just really gone amok, and and you know whose fault is it? I don't know, but I can tell you what I'm finding, having worked in the medical field for almost 27 years now. Yeah, that's a long time, right? Uh, that I believe insurance is what's really driving everything. Because when you go see a doctor, there's there's really good providers out there, really good doctors that really want to do the right thing. And they know that a particular procedure or a diagnostic tool, you know, x-ray, MRI, or whatever, would be the ideal situation, the best option. But it comes down to whether their group or their uh, office or their company will will support 
them ordering those things or or providing those things to you. And what that comes down to is insurance. Will the insurance company companies actually pay for those things? And it it really is it, it is really quite a dilemma when 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 doctors and providers and nurses and such really want to do the right thing and their hands are tied. It's almost like they're simply just some some robot, some some machine up there that that's just kind of playing along. And I wish I wish we could get back to the, the good old days, right? Now granted science has come a long ways and things are better and people are living longer. So I'm not saying we're not doing some good things, but you know, the doctors also are being pressed by not only by their companies, but they're also by the pharmaceutical companies as well, because you know they'll come in and they'll they'll entice a lot of these groups and these companies and these providers with you know great amounts of money incentives for using their particular product, and and you know I just hate to say it there are some out there that that are being driven by the profits and the money, and not all of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking. I'm not saying everybody out there is bad. I'm not saying that, but they're they're out there, right? And, and we all know they are. But the thing is, medications that are given and given and given without any real investigation as to whether they're interacting with each other or causing or compounding more problems or, or even creating a bigger problem than what you came in for is, it, it is a problem. Right. And so these days I would encourage anybody and everybody out there that's taking medications to do their own research. Let's just face it. We're in an information age and there's no reason why you can't take the medications that the doctor has given you. And then you are perhaps taking them and do your own research. You can find all kind of websites, different places that you can look to see what kind of interactions are happening with the particular medications you're taking and so i know that there has been a push i think it was a national push to to really do that scrutiny every time somebody came in to for an appointment before giving more medications you were supposed to cross check all that and you would think with the automation and the information or the it world we live in now that how hard could that possibly be for the system to screen that through AI even you know before the the client or the patient ever shows up I just really don't see why we're not doing it I haven't been to a visit yet where someone actually took the time to do that or call me back later and said hey you know by the way we did some some digging and uh, oh, you know, you shouldn't be mixing these drugs. So let's stop taking this one. It just just hasn't happened for me. I'm not saying it's the norm, but I imagine it is. And so, if if the providers are not 
doing that because they don't have the time and the insurance companies are really ruling the roost. I highly encourage everybody here to do their own research. Granted, we haven't been to medical school and we find online may or may not be accurate, but at least it's a good bit of information to start a conversation with your doctor and go, hey, you know what? I looked at this stuff and I'm just really curious as to whether I should be even taking these together. And anyway, so not only are we paying way too much for pharmaceuticals and medications, there's also some background stuff for why we are taking so many. I mean, when I grew up, I grew up, I was born in 60, 1960. So the food sources were, seemed to be much more pure. Granted, you know, you know, there were still pesticides and things that they used on crops and all that. But nowadays, our food supply has really, really changed. I look back at pictures of people in the 70s, even 80s. There just really wasn't that many overweight people. And, I, you know, the hustle and bustle of the, the work world and the stress and things like that. Yeah, it seems really bad right now, but you know, if I look back at my my life and in the in the workforce and all that, it the stress has really not been much different. I mean, it's different, but it but the level of stress is not much different. It's just now we're, you know, we've got automation and different things like that, but but what's the difference and it's probably our food source. I mean, they're they're genetically modifying much of what we eat. And, you know, uh, there could be good reasons for that. I mean, I'm not saying there's not. You know, maybe it helps crops grow faster. I mean, we were having, you know, we're up to, what, 9 billion people or so on the planet. You know, in, in smaller places or, yes, less amount of space and places to grow the food. So we have to be more scientific about it. I get that. But if you really look at some of the things that are in our food today, you would be blown away. If you really, really did the research, you know, stuff like diet soda, there's not one bit of diet in diet soda. The amount of sodium and fake sugar that's in there, fake sugar, if you do your research, oh my gosh, it's, it, it's you might as well be a hardcore alcoholic, you know, because at least it, it, you know, it, you know, you can have a binge and get over it, but Apparently, through the science, I'm not. Don't don't quote me on all this because I, you know, I'm. I can understand stuff when I read it, but I can't always repeat it. But when I when I did the research, it, you know, fake sugar is does some really really bad stuff to the body, you know. And you wonder why, you know, that people that drink diet soda, thinking that they're doing a good thing, are really just getting bigger and bigger, you know, and fatter. Our foods are. Are, are prepared and processed in such a way that some of them, some of our food sources are uh, quoted from some of the books I've read, one molecule short of being plastic. And so with that dynamic, what happens is your cells basically get coated with this 
plastic type, almost plastic type substance. And so the food sources, the sugars and the things that the cells need can't really penetrate the cells and get in. So what happens is your, your, your body or your mind thinks your body's starving because it's not getting everything yet your, 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 your system is flooded with all these extra calories and all this extra junk and, and, but you're still hungry. So you eat more and more and it becomes this huge problem. Next thing you know, you got diabetes or something of the sort, right? Because your sugars are all jacked up and, and, you know, I could talk a long time about all this stuff, but I, I think you get my point when, when medications are what is keeping us thriving, keeping us alive, so to speak, then I think we're, we're going the wrong direction. And uh, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I have asthma and, you know, sometimes that inhaler is absolutely a good thing to have, but you know, there are, there are plenty of other ways to do that, natural ways. You know, before all this Western medicine, per se, you know, the people of the olden times, they just figured it out. You know, it's plants and herbs and different things like that. And there's some of that out there. But I guarantee you that, that those in the pharmaceutical industry certainly don't want us to partake in that because it's really big money for one thing and I, i'm not saying everybody out there is evil once again please please don't misconstrue i'm just saying we've kind of we've kind of uh, snowballed into the situation that we're in you know and, and when we get when we reach a point where where we have to pay as much as 900 plus dollars for a medication if we don't have insurance you know because we've gotten so used to it that if we don't have it, we're going to go into a big tailspin. That is a big problem, right? And, and if we can't even find proper food sources that are actually not filled with chemicals and junk, oh my gosh, it's so hard to find actually pure food, real food. And, and even when you think you do, it's not really that way. I mean, if you read some of the stories about how they prepare uh, potatoes, for example, for some of the big fast food chains, oh my gosh, the stuff that they pump them things with just to get the proper taste and the proper, whatever you want to say, outcome, right? It, it, it's just amazing what we do, what everybody on this planet does for money. And, you know, let's just face it, money is, is what is not everything, but it's everything, right? And so here we are, right? So what do we do about it? Well, that's a really good question. I don't know if I have any solid solutions, but I can tell you, though, that the body is designed to heal itself, right? And so, you know, going, okay, I promise I wasn't going to talk about spirituality or metaphysics, but I, yeah, I guess I'm going to hit a little bit, right? But if you read the book, The Secret, and, and books like that, in the series of the secret, the power, and stuff like that, you'll find that that the power of the mind is amazing. That you can you can actually change your life for the for the better or for the worst. What you persistently, consistently think about really is what comes about in your life, right? And and what you receive in life is really not about 
what you want is about what you will accept, right? And so we're allowing life to just happen to us and we're not happening to life. And my point is, if, if you really do the inner work, if you really do the meditation, you really do the connection, re- you really do the visualization, you do all those things, you can have the absolutely perfect and healthy life, you know, without all that. I'm not saying go out there and stop everything you're doing and, you know, sit in your meditation chair and it's all going to be better. I'm saying work through that. Start start the meditation. Start the inner work. Work your way off these things. You know, do it right. Because, you know, I, I there are people out there that can quit things cold turkey. It happened to me. Back long ago, I was 33-plus years I was addicted to some pretty hard drugs and then and drank a lot. And then one morning, just very strangely, I woke up and it was all gone. I mean, no desire since. It was really strange. We could talk long about that. But point being, it's not, that doesn't happen to everybody. You know, it takes time to get your body off of things that it's been accustomed to. And so you really have to do those things on purpose. And I'm kind of generalizing. I get it. But I guess what I'm saying is I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to what's going on and really doing the research and understanding their own body and what's happening to your body or to their body with the stuff that we're taking in. Medication, food, uh, what we drink. I mean, it's just amazing what we're doing. It's amazing that we we can actually um, live as long as we do with all the junk that's the chemicals that are going in there, our body. Just take a moment sometime before you buy that food item from the grocery store and look at the contents, or the ingredients, rather. And if you don't recognize a name, look it up. You will find that there is um, some amazingly bad things in there. And let's just face it. The stuff that tastes good is probably <laughs> the things that are the worst for you. I saw a quote somewhere this last week that says, nobody ever got fat and unhealthy from boring food, which is very true, right? We've all got hooked on the, the, the sodium, the salt, the sugars, the on and on, right? Everything we have, everything that's processed out there is full of salt, full of sugars, everything it has that, and then some, right? So I'm not going to go into all those details. That's not exactly what I was going with today. But we started with the price of pharmaceuticals, and we kind of spiraled into a different conversation. But the pharmaceuticals and the medications are good, but they don't have to be a life sentence. Remember that. Just because you're taking them doesn't mean you should have to take them your whole life. You can get off of those things. I know people that have stopped every single medication they've ever had, you know, and, and over time. But it, it's possible. And imagine living a much cleaner life, right? You know, less soda, less less coffee. Coffee's my my thing. But you know, less coffee. You know, uh, little alcohol, if any at all. You know, and and actually real food, and and as little as few, or as little medication as you can um, get by with. You know, imagine what your life could be 
if you just kind of cleaned everything up and, and lived a little more on purpose instead of grabbing that 99 cent heart attack, you know, from your local fast food place because you're in a hurry, right? It takes planning, it takes practice, it takes work, right? And And you will notice too that most foods that are quote-unquote good for you or natural or more wholesome is going to cost you more and that's just the bottom line the stuff that's bad for you 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 can afford that but can you really afford that is your health worth cheating the system so to speak right and you know anyway i will digress but you know, let's live a little bit more on purpose, people. Let's let's pay attention to what's going on, what we're putting in our body, what we're doing to our body, and what we can do to change it. So anyway, I will end here. I hope to uh, see you again. You'll hear from me again. Come visit me, www.lifebymazak.com, L-I-F-E-B-Y-M-A-Z-A-K.com. Talk to you soon.